Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Well, one of the ultimate of the bangers throughout the entire season, and also obviously this weekend is Penn State and Ohio State as the Big Ten with Michigan. Penn State, Ohio State right there in the middle of it. Dan Hope, 11 Warriors, joins us on 365 Sports. Dan, thank you for your time. How much fun, just the week it is, and, and just the fact that now both teams will know a lot more about themselves after this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, this is certainly a, an enormous game for, for both sides, both coming in undefeated, the massive Big Ten East ramifications in this game, you know, really a game that if you want to uh, control your destiny in the Big Ten, you, you have to win this one, so... Uh, certainly a lot of excitement here in Columbus uh, for the game, and I uh, can't wait to see what happens on Saturday. All right, Dan, so these are two really good defenses and two very efficient offenses. Um, where on the scale of Iowa no points to, like, where it could be Oregon and Washington shootout, do you expect this game to fall? Yeah, somewhere very much in the middle of those, those two extremes. I mean, I, these, you know, I think these certainly these two offenses are not going to get you know, shut out like Iowa, but I also do not think we're in for the shootout that maybe we've seen in some past games with Ohio State and Penn State because, uh, like you said, for one, you know, Penn State's defense is, is really good. And so, I mean, even a, you know, elite Ohio State offense would struggle to put up a ton of points on this Penn State defense. But, you know, this Ohio State offense isn't quite as explosive as the ones we've seen uh, in recent years from Ohio State. But, the good news for Ohio State is Ohio State's defense is a lot better than the ones we've seen the last few years in Columbus. And so I, I think, you know, I, I see this as a game where probably both teams are probably somewhere in the 20s. I mean, I, I think that there'll be a little bit of scoring, but not a ton. Dan, uh, you mentioned that the offense uh, working its way through the quarterback situation early on, settling on Kyle McCord. How have you thought that that's gone? And uh, just what have you made of, of the way that he's played up to this point? Yeah, I think he's made steady improvement. You know, I think, you know, he's not C.J. Stroud right now. He's not Justin Fields right now. 
But I, I think we've seen him get better. I think especially since Ohio State named him the firm starter, I, I think you know he's settled in. He's gotten into a much better rhythm. You, know, you saw it in the Notre Dame game. You saw it in the Maryland game where they struggled early. But when the game's been on the line and they've needed him to be at his best, he has been. And so I think there's been a lot of good things. You know, he's not at that elite level yet that we've seen from the last few Ohio State quarterbacks. But I think he's doing well. And I think on a team where, you know, the defense has been really good, you know, he's been at the minimum good enough. Marvin Harrison Jr. even thought of early on as a possible Heisman Trophy candidate. He's put up 19 and a half yards per catch, 604 yards and five scores. Has he had the year everyone expected? Or is that also a part of bringing in the young quarterback and kind of getting to know each other? Yeah, I mean, the expectations for him were so high coming into the year that it was going to be hard to ever fully live up to them. But I still think he's the best receiver in the country. He's still the best player on the team, and he's still doing fantastic things pretty much every week. So, you know, there were a couple games there where uh, he didn't get the ball a lot, and those have kept him from putting up those kind of numbers that he would need to really be a Heisman candidate. But he's still the next one. Dan, are these teams approaching this like an elimination game, even though it's it's technically not? I think they should be because, I mean, especially if you look at it from Ohio State's perspective, you think of that kind of hypothetical three-way tiebreaker scenario where Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan all beat each other once. In that scenario, Ohio State wouldn't be favored because it basically would come down to the non-divisional games tiebreaker and Penn state would have the edge in that category right now. And so I think, I think Ohio state does need to win this game. If it's going to win the big 10 East. Just in general, how do you feel about what's to come? I mean, I know this season's obviously this, this weekend. I mean, it is super interesting. We don't want to look too far ahead, but the fact there will be no divisions, the fact there's going to be, you know, four big brands joining starting next year, just you as, as a fan of, of, you know, the Big Ten and, and seeing what all's going on, what do you think about it all? I mean, it's going to be different, right? Because, I mean, th- this week would feel a little bit different if we were talking about next year because, not just the fact that it's going to be divisionless, and so Ohio State and Penn State could be competing for two spots in the Big Ten Championship game, but also the 12-team playoffs, so where this week's game would not so much feel like everything is on the line. Now, with that being said, I, I'm looking forward to next year. I'm looking forward to it because, I mean, I just think you look at this college football season in general, I, I think that the way this season has gone so far, it almost played out perfectly that if this had been the first year, of the 12-team playoff, it's a year where you feel like there's enough teams that really could make for a great playoff field. So I'm excited for the future of college football, but I also think it makes you appreciate a week like this week, knowing that next year a a game of this magnitude in the regular season isn't going to be quite the same as it is right now. Has Ryan Day gotten over his feud with Lou Holtz yet? (laughs) <laughs> I, I think so i okay. think so yeah we'll see if we'll see if anyone else manages to uh get in get under his skin and get a post-game shout out but i i think they've moved on to that. well uh it's interesting you know the world outside of columbus sees that one way but uh ryan did ryan day maybe need something to put a chip on his shoulder about and just kind of keep in his head uh to to focus on even as silly as that was yeah, I, I think it was very much a boiling point for him to where, you know, those, those are things that people had been saying about Ohio State dating back to the Michigan loss two years ago. And I think that was just kind of a boiling point that 
put him over the edge. And I think he also used it as a rallying cry for his team. And I think it worked. And so, you know, he was asked yesterday about kind of why we've seen maybe a little bit more emotion from him on the sidelines this year. And, and his reaction was that this is a team that I think likes to be coached hard. And so I think we have seen him a little bit more this year compared to past years. Just be a little bit more fiery on the sideline. We're seeing him yelling a little bit more, a little bit more intense, which I don't think was the perception of him coming into this season. Dan, how much do you think home field matters in this game or does it matter at all? I think it matters a little bit. I mean, I, I think it certainly makes you feel better if you're Ohio State going into this game than you would if it was going into Happy Valley. Because, I mean, if you just look at James Franklin's record in big road games over the years, it hasn't been very good. And then you also factor into the fact that, you know, not only does Ohio State have a first-year starting quarterback, but so does Penn State. And for Drew Aller, this is going to be his first big road test. So far, his numbers on the road have not been as good as they were at home. Now, granted, that's that's two games, so it's not really a big sample size to go off of there. But this is going to be the first time that Drew Allers really had to go into a marquee road environment and play. So I think it's definitely something you like to have if you're Ohio State. It's it's not going to decide the game, but it certainly helps if you're Ohio State. Uh, somebody in the Twitter, uh, our chat room, wet blanket, saying that uh, Mike Yurchich, who's at Penn State against Jim Knowles, both of them were on – I think might have shared one year at Oklahoma State as coordinators. Kind of an interesting defense against offense matchup. Yeah, and Mike Yersich was actually at Ohio State for a year. Uh, Ryan Day's first year as coach, he was there for one year, and then he left to Texas and went back to Penn State. So, yeah, that's not a angle that I had thought about a ton. I mean, they, they went head-to-head last year, too. But And I think the thing that's interesting about that is what Jim Knowles has done schematically this year has been different than what he was doing a year ago. So I know, you know, that's something that, you know, some of the Penn State players were being asked this week are, you know, are you looking back at, you know, what Jim Knowles did in the past or are you just look focused on what he did this year? And they said they're they're focused on what he's done this year, which has really been in, in the past Jim Knowles was more really trying to, you know, make big plays in the backfield. And I, I think this year it's become more focused on not giving up big plays because of what happened last year against Michigan and Georgia. With that said, Dan, where does you know Drew Aller in that Nittany Lions passing game versus the Ohio State secondary rank in terms of the important matchups this weekend? Well, it's certainly very important, and I mean, especially with the uncertainty right now of whether Denzel Burke is going to be able to play for Ohio State. You know, that that adds a big variable in there because Denzel Burke has been fantastic for Ohio State this season, but. I think even so, I think if you're Ohio State, you know, I think you feel pretty good about your defense going into this game because, you know, we've seen them play very consistently. You know, I think the secondary as a whole has been much better than last year. I think, you know, one thing that I'm certainly interested to see is how much does Penn State try to test the secondary? Because, you know, you look at the numbers this year, Penn State has has very sparingly thrown the ball deep. they, They have not really taken shots down the field. And, You've got to think Ohio State's going to come into the game. You've got a young starting quarterback coming into the shoe. You, you're, you're going to want to make him beat you. You're going, you're going, you're, you don't want to let them just run the ball on you. You're going to want to make Drew Aller beat you. And so I'm going to be interested to see from Ohio State's perspective, how much do they dare Penn State to take those shots? And then how willing will Penn State be to take those shots if Ohio State gives them to them. I know you uh, cover Ohio State, but the the record against Michigan and Ohio State for James Franklin is a combined four 
and 14. How critical, it's always critical, but how critical do you think it is that he gets a, a chance to get either one of those teams, even possibly both? Yeah, I think it is because I think this is the best team James Franklin has had in several years. I think, you know, I think the past several years, I think if you kind of put Ohio State and Penn State on paper, there was a clear talent advantage for Ohio State. I think if you look at the lineups this year, I think they're much more evenly matched. And so I I think Penn State is definitely capable of winning at least one of those games. And I think certainly uh, it it would be a big, big thing for them to, to win at least one of them. Dan, this is slightly off topic, but we are here in the state of Texas, and there's a lot of buzz down in Houston about that quarterback, uh, C.J. Stroud, their rookie, who you know uh, very well. I saw a meme the other day that was it was a compliment to C.J., but it was kind of poking at how Ohio State, with as great as the, the quarterback lineage has been, doesn't necessarily pan out you know, at the pro level. But any surprise that C.J. Stroud's off to the start he's off to down with the Texans? No, I mean, I mean, I would I have predicted that he would break the NFL record for most <laughs> passes without an interception? Probably not, right. but I'm I'm not surprised that he's doing well. I mean, I think you know, you think back to some of the stuff from the pre-draft about you know the F two tests and all of that, and and I I know I always thought all that was overblown because just knowing him from a couple of years at Ohio State, he's a very smart guy. You know, you know, really, you know, handled things like a professional, and you know, was great at you know, reading defenses, making smart decisions, making plays. And so I think we've really seen that translate in, in Houston. And, I mean, certainly compared to what we've seen in the past from Ohio State quarterbacks, he, this is by far the best start that we've ever seen from a quarterback from Ohio State in the NFL. Last thing real quickly, what's the weather forecast? It's not quite that time, but you never know. What's the weather forecast on Saturday, Dan? Yeah, I, I'm not somebody who looks too far ahead of a weather for these games oh. because it can change so much. But I know that there there is a possibility of some rain. I think it's going to be, you know, in the 50s and cool. So it's definitely going to be that, that fall football weather. It's hard to say right now if it's going to be bad or if it's just going to be okay. But certainly something the teams and the fans are going to have to deal with on Saturday. Thank you for your time. 4 o'clock, I know you got to go. We appreciate your time on 365 Sports. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Dan Hope, 11 Warriors covers... Ohio State, the Buckeyes, and Nittany Lions in a game that I can't wait to get a piece of and watch. Very similar to watching Washington, Oregon last week. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.